Welcome, pudding people, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. Today we have for you a review of a movie. All right, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Just thrilled with excitement. Okay, so we haven't... It's been a little while since we've done a review. A little, a little while, yeah. Okay, and then we're going to get inundated with reviews here uh, in just a couple weeks. Yeah. So this review that we're going to be doing today um, is uh, it's a chain of the Marvel movies, so it's time to do another Marvel movie. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited, though. Captain Marvel, an awesome character, uh, no matter which version. You're, you're thinking of, and seeing the transition to a movie, uh, I was really excited. Uh, we should be doing another Captain Marvel review here. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's coming up in a couple weeks. Now, just in case you weren't certain, we are your hosts. I Re- never mentioned that, did I? No, <laughs> Richard Geiger. We're the pudding Ed guys. Kinsier. That's all you need you to know. You know who we are. That's yeah. all you need to know. Right. So, wait, wait, what's your name again? My name is... Ken Seymour. Oh, hi, Ken. My name is Richard Geiger. It is a pleasure to meeting of you, sir. Thank yous. Speaking English is of my first language. What's what's language speaking of English? <laughs> okay, uh, so we should probably discuss real quickly, yeah. before we do any spoilery stuff, um, Kind of go over briefly. Hey, do we like this? Should you go see it? Do you want to buy this thing? Wait till wait till it comes out on digital. Okay, yeah. so um, immediate thoughts. My immediate thought is I enjoyed it greatly. Um, if you are a Marvel movie fan, you should definitely see it in the theaters. If you have been waiting for a female-led uh, comic book movie that's good enough to see in the theaters, you should go see it in the theaters. Um if you're looking for an extremely strong story with a lot of, uh, in most instances, you should go see it in the theaters. Fair enough. Um, I agree. If you are in the trend of, hey, it's a Marvel movie, it's time to kind of keep up. But Get the next installment. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, it, it's part of that chain, like I said. So yeah, go, go see it in the, in the theater. Um, they really, for the most part, just put out quality product. And if yeah. it's not quality product, it's still quality product. So uh, definitely go see it. And then when it comes out later on, add it to your Marvel collection because I think it belongs in the collection. We'll discuss where it belongs in the collection maybe. Uh, but it's it's good. And, and like you said, you know, there's not a lot of strong characters that are female-led out there, although no. there's been Black Widow in the MCU for how long now? Um and they're finally going to have a solo movie sometime in the future. But this is the true first Marvel yeah. female-led movie. I'm super excited. So, okay. Um, now we'll kind of get into some of the the details yes. of the actual movie itself. And, of course, do our extremely scientific rating system for the movies where at the end we have a total score and I try to manipulate that total score by getting it into the grade that I actually want it to be. Yes. Yes. It's going to be up to a hundred points. Nothing has hit a hundred points yet. Some, some decent mid and high nineties have, have been 
recorded. Uh, I think you're a little more generous than I am in, in some of the scoring. But it Fair will, enough, yeah. We'll be subdividing everything into sections. We'll talk about the cast. We'll talk about the director and editing. We'll talk about the costuming and props. We'll talk about location. We'll talk about cinematography. We will talk about the plot and writing. And we'll have a spot for the bonus points that will allow Richard to rig the system in his favor, much like some individuals might do in a collegiate system. <clears throat> anyway, so... <laughs> I couldn't help it. I normally don't make political or news jabs, but that was just too easy. I mean, if you're good at rowing, you're good at rowing. That's right. That, that's all that matters. Uh, uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But back to the movie. All right, Captain Marvel. Were you familiar with this character before you saw the movie? Familiar enough to know the details, the power level, let's call it. Um, now, the history has... So there's a layered history, I feel like, with this character that goes a lot deeper than I think what a lot of people see of this character in its current iteration. Yeah. And it's an old character. It's It's been around a long time. Long time. Long, long time. But this iteration of the character, as far as I know, has been probably around the longest. Is that fair? No. Or like it's the most recognizable, maybe? Not, well, it kind of depends on your definition. So the original Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics was a dude um, who battled Thanos, you know. Like arch enemy. Arch enemy. Marvel, is that? Yeah, Captain, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, he had probably one of the most, um, well, I should maybe say least heroic deaths of any character. Uh, you don't get too many major comic book characters die of cancer because they played with the Cosmic Cube. That's a little odd in, in terms of... But um, the female Captain Marvel didn't come by too long after that. And it was another of those byproducts where, well, we got the, the guy version, let's make the girl version. And it's a byproduct of the dude having powers. Now the girl has powers because the dude had powers. And it, and it wasn't Carol Danvers, right? Uh, the original one was Carol Danvers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is also a Phyla Vell, and, uh, and who is the, the daughter of Captain Marvel, if I remember correctly, and is sort of Captain Marvel, but isn't Captain Marvel. It's It's complicated. Uh, we'll, we'll have to train our brains to, to figure out exactly how the, the the track, what track we have to follow. Well, and on top of that, when you add in the fact that uh, Captain Marvel died at one point and was resurrected and Rogue has a certain element of history with the character, the whole reason Rogue could fly. That's true. Holy cow, I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's this awful storyline where she basically gets raped by a cosmic entity to give birth to itself and mm, the Avengers not- kind of facilitated it. It, it. This character has some really awesome high points and some really terrible Now why points. wasn't that story <laughs> presented? <laughs> no, I, I'm so glad it wasn't. That was not great. Somebody uh, would have got kicked in the caboose if that would have happened. Yeah. So anyway, so a little, little history of the character. If you didn't know, if you could glean anything from what we just talked about, Go go read some comics. It's well worth it. It's a great character, a lot of layer, a lot of history. But as we always start, we're going to start with the cast. Mm. Uh, so, you know, because it's the easiest thing to do. We get to talk about the people that we love making the stuff that we love. 
Um, it has a lot of recurring characters from the movies that we've already kind of become accustomed to. I mean, Samuel Jackson has a prominent role in the film, mm-hmm. and he's been in so many of these already, and he's kind of like bacon when it comes to uh, to food. It's just better with a little bit of bacon, and he has a sizable part in this. Uh, he is, besides the main character, the next main character, I yeah. would say. Um, of course, you've got uh, uh, Lee Pace reply, reprising his role as uh, Ronan the Accuser in, in Bits and Pieces. Yeah. In really, in one little itty-bitty tiny snippet at the end. Well, Some two, of it's... Now, it's two tiny snippets. That, that's Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Jimon Hanso... And I apologize if I just mangled your name. I'm, I'm terrible at this, and I like his work so much. Uh, he reprises his role that we saw him in the, DH. the Guardians. Um, and let's see, we, we got uh, Clark Gregg, of course. Yeah, well, I would like to have seen more Clark Gregg. Yeah. And I don't think we got to see very much of Clark Gregg and the de-aged Clark Gregg in this movie. Well, we'll 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 determine whether the de aging thing was a good or not later. But um, yeah, that's... so a lot of a lot of people that we had already seen, and then we got the newcomers. Of course, the lead Brie Larson. Yeah, I mean, yep. if, if you aren't familiar with Brie Larson, she is maybe best known uh, for this movie. <laughs> that's, no, she she was in Scott Pilgrim. She was. That was my favorite one that she was in before this. She's won an Academy Award. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Now, but we're taking this from the perspective of comic book movie nuts, right? We don't watch anything but comic book movies. So if it wasn't that, the award doesn't matter. What what award? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, She was in uh, that Kong movie a couple years ago. 21 Jump Street. So. Mm, Not 22. No, 21. So, I mean, she's, she's been in quite a few things. She's yeah. got a history of making good product already, and she, she knows what she's doing. So I was a little concerned about casting of Captain Marvel because it could be done really, really poorly, very, very easily. And I had nothing to worry about. Brie Larson did fantastic. She did fine. I, I feel like the people who do the Marvel, like the whole scenario with Marvel, whether it's the casting, whether it's the directing, the the people who are at the way, 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 way the tippy top have a pretty good track record of doing the right thing. So yeah. there's not a lot to be concerned with if you trust those guys. So. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of other newcomers. We got Ben uh, Mendelson. 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 I think, yeah. I always mispronounce that one because there's an H at the end of it, and I always put it in front of the S side. This is Mendelshun. Mendelshun! But, get him uh, the old flippy floppy. Yeah, so you get him as the primary. Uh, you think he's going to be the bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, if, if it wasn't apparent from the beginning. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did a great job as kind of the head scroll. I uh, I really enjoyed that. He's been in... Uh, yes, and every, everybody was expendable. Yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One, if 
and you haven't seen it. I still it. haven't seen it. I mean, you 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 yell at me for watching movies that I haven't seen, and I've there's a lot more that I haven't seen. But I know you're not much of a Star Wars fan not in general. No. And I've said before that that one is arguably the best of the bunch, by far the best of the newer movies that have been released. Although I really. I kind of enjoyed Solo, and they, everybody says that's the worst one. So uh, maybe my opinion's a little skewed in the right I still haven't seen that one either, so I'll get around to it. On, I think they're all on Netflix. Now, now, Mr. Mendelssohn has another movie that just came out that he was in that was potentially really big. I don't know if it actually turned out to be all that big because it is like the 300th installment of this movie, but he was in Robin Hood. The one with Taron Edgerton? Uh, the one with, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that one because although I have not much of a problem with Taron Edgerton, I have a problem in the preview of him shooting the arrows, and it just looks <laughs> really bad. So that movie, I think, tanked. And uh, I seem to remember seeing something that did not maybe do as well as they would have hoped. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Uh, You've got uh, Jude Law in this. Always a classy gentleman. I love Jude Law in everything I have ever seen him in. I, I can't think of a single instance that he's been in something and was not good, so, which is rare. Yeah, that there and not his first comic book movie. No, it is not. Um, and that one that he was in so long ago in the nineties was it the nineties two thousand. I'm starting to lose track. 2002, Road to Perdition. Yeah. That's, if you haven't seen that movie, that's a great movie. And Jude Law is in that, he's a bad guy in there. Yeah. And he does a good bad guy. He does a good bad guy. He was great in the uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. They play off each other. Well, and there's a third one on the way. It's been in people's minds for quite some time. So I've been looking forward to that. Just a matter of, I, I think it's gained more uh, steam here lately for it to really get into production. So we'll see that soon. We've got uh, Annette Benning as uh, kind of the mentor figure for uh, Captain Marvel, Dr. Wendy Lawson in the film. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, it's not. Not really yeah. much of a spoiler. Um I love her and a lot of stuff that she does too. I don't. I haven't watched as much with Annette Benning, which kind of makes me sad because, like I said, she's generally good and stuff too. But my favorite thing that she's been in in the past was uh, the American President. I watched that, and it reminds me what our president should act like. I've seen another movie with her that's American as well, but mm-hmm. that's Beauty. Yes, and that's a really good movie. That's too. a really good movie, even if you don't like Kevin Spacey anymore. Yeah. You can still enjoy the work, even if, you know. Yes. Yeah. So you got Lashana Lynch uh, playing the best friend to Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel. She did a great job. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, all in all, this. Gemma Chan? Yeah. Or is it Gemma? 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 I think it can go either. I don't know. I don't know for her if it's Gemma or if it's Gemma, but you can do either. Yeah. As far as I know. I, I don't know. I'm not good with my British names. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not either. But I can't find a fault with the casting. It's pretty spot on perfect for the entire film. 
even the little the little girl. Oh yeah, um, she did great. Who potentially could be a person of interest in yes. the current iteration, current time frame, I should say. So obviously she'd be all, all grown up. Um, I would love to see her be Captain Marvel, the the Captain Marvel that I'm speaking of, which is a different Captain Marvel. Photon. Oh yeah. Uh, that that was a character that could have been so awesome in the comics, and they just never wrote her very well. It was so sad. Uh, and they would start to kind of build a little bit, and then something stupid would happen, and then oh, the character's gone or slightly altered, or it was, it was just disappointing. But yeah, yeah, we'll hope for the best on that one. Yep. So lots of uh, I think lots of good casting decisions for this one as as i feel like the, the cast tends to be in a lot of the movies that we review the cast tends to be the, almost the strongest point in like every single movie that we review it seems like well especially when you're looking at the marvel movies they know what they're doing i mean out of a 20 i gotta give it probably a 19 um i think 19 is fair um i'll do 18 though <laughs> just so you can keep it in the range that you want it to be correct all right all right, so let's talk about the directors. Uh, we've got dual directors in this film, uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Heck. Now, these... Fleck? Fleck. Is it Fleck or is it... I think it's Fleck. It is Fleck. This is an instance where I write notes and I can't read my own writing. Now, if this is any indicator, I've never heard of these people before. <laughs> before the, doing the research. Yeah, I... I... No. Yeah. So, and I looked at their past projects. I have seen none of them. But one thing I noted, even though technically Ryan has a few more projects than Anna does, they pretty much work together on everything. Yeah. And they direct together. They write together. That's a way to control your product, top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. I, I always, I'm kind of concerned whenever there are dual directors in anything. I mean, sometimes it can work, like The Matrix, but sometimes it doesn't work. Like the Matrix Revolution. <laughs> or Reloaded. <laughs> well, was Reloaded acceptable? I, I liked Reloaded. I actually liked Revolution, too. But it's, again, too easy of a joke not to make. Um, but I mean, The Russo really, Brothers. The Russo Brothers do great, yeah. yeah. Maybe when you get these big movies, it just helps to be able to divide and conquer a little bit. I would love to know how they handled that behind the set or behind, behind, behind the camera. Behind, keep, the, behind the scenes? Yeah. Beyond the I'll, music? I think all those work. I don't know. But, uh, but if I were going into this without knowing anything about them, and it was important to me, the, the director, and looking at what they've done, I would be nervous. Have they taken... Well, okay. Have they taken that chance on anybody before? What, what did yes. um, James Gunn... Like he had a little bit more of a history, but he had not some more history. Not not a deep history. Well, I think the biggest um, uh, the biggest one they did was with Ty. Um, what, what, I'm gonna I'm not even gonna try. I'm oh. tired. Um, Taika Taika that did uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, Peyton Reed. Well, he didn't have a extensive history in anything. Doing the Ant Man ones. Well, uh, and, and to be fair, I mean, I guess this is a different world. You can't always have the director that's had that huge pedigree of stuff. Whoever's well, and the thing is, too, you can probably get these guys on the cheap, in theory, and you can be the ultimate control of them. 
Mm-hmm. So even though they are directing the movie, you tell them how to how to di- direct the movie. So we want you to give us your vision, and your vision will be this. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think that's might have a little something to do with maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. I don't want to read too much into that because I mean, with us just outside, not really seeing in. I mean, we we get to hear things like even when Joss Whedon was running things that he was constantly fighting the studio. Edgar Wright. To do yeah, to do what he wanted. And I and he is a big name. And then you get these people that are not necessarily big name, and I know that they're gonna want to fight too, but really how much of a fight can you do? Correct. I would love to know because I would love to be proven wrong in my uh, assumptions on this. But just because of that, um, it would make me nervous. Now, did they do a good job with directing? Sure. As far as I can tell. So, like, when you get an impression of this movie, and if you could sum it up in two words, I think one of the things that I come up with is, Explosive decompression? That's a lot of syllables. I was thinking of two syllables. Okay. Just fine. Hmm. Movie was just fine. So, all right. So looking at what the director does, keeping the flow the, the way that it's supposed to be in terms of, of the, the script and kind of getting the actors to, to produce what you want them to do, what you want them to produce through makeup and through green screens and... I think they did a pretty good job from everything I can tell. I, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm going to have to reduce the amount of points on director from 20 to 10 just because it's so hard to tell how much of this is really in the director and the editing and how much is somewhere else. Yeah. Well, see, the difference is, like, we, like you mentioned before, that they have their hands in the writing in this too. So they f- affect one another in that sense so they can control like if hey if this is the how we wrote it this is how we want to present it as well so those points have more influence right yeah. because it's you you have more control over the source material in I would, a sense just because of that and i'm not going to go too deep on this one i think there's a lot more to expound upon once we get to the plot and the writing which is why we always save that for last mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to give it a nice round 15. I was thinking the same number because yeah. that's a that's that's a C. Yeah, that's that's a perfectly passable yeah. score. That's just fine. Now, costuming and props. This is this is an area where I had quite a few thoughts. I'm sure you probably did too. What did you think about the Captain Marvel outfit? Well, that that outfit can be. It, I, I think I think we need to criticize it more from a CGI standpoint because the actual outfit itself was fine. I liked the design. Yes, I like the fact that um, I, I don't know the, the history of it, but there was flashes of the history of the colored patterns throughout um, the classic, the not classic, the green one from way back. Way back. So like they flashed those things in there, um, but that's all fit into that one pattern of the suit. And the suit was fine. It wasn't too flashy, which I don't think it needed to be. It wasn't too... Um, Sexualized? Yes, which it could be. Oh, yeah. Right. The, the butt floss version yes. is very popular with a lot of people. I like that version just because, you know, 
it's a good outfit. Not very practical. But if you think about the the outfits in the Marvel Universe anyway, I mean, they're smart enough. It's a Disney company. They're not yeah. going to put, you know, boobies out there. Well, but the, and, the Scarlet Witch had a little bit more, like, her outfit's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Um, but they toned that one down. Well, but even no, that has... It's really not a different ballgame. Because if you look at the standard comic representation of the Scarlet Witch, she's basically wearing a red swimsuit with leggings and... Uh, knee-high boots and something in her hair. If you look at the version of Captain Marvel, which was the Captain Marvel outfit for the longest time, it was also a bathing suit that revealed more than the Scarlet Witch bathing suit did. And you couldn't. You, she didn't even get knee-high boots. She got like the mask and a sash. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It was basically you're wearing a swimsuit. Yeah, not real practical. Like I said, I, I like the change to something that if you're you're a, a battle hardened veteran, a military minded individual, you're not wearing a swimsuit. That doesn't make any sense. No, and I like I like the the fact that they went with something more realistic, even if aesthetically I kind of like the other one too. There's lots of suits and ties in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah a I lot mean, of basic stuff. You can't really go wrong with suits and ties. Now there were. Guns, I guess. Um, the guns were not impressive. No, no. The ones from the scroll, the one that like fit on their hand, was dumb. Yeah, it, it just looked awkward, and and I don't remember anything in the comics that was anything like that. So it's not like they were borrowing anything that I recognized. They came up with it, and it's just kind of yeah, dumb. And then the. The jumpsuits, like the flight suits, when they're in the military, were just kind of... It's all right. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't much you had to do with that. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard stuff. Most of the costuming is standard real-world stuff, which they relayed in a perfectly good real-world kind of way. Most of the, the props are kind of the standard real-world. The MacGuffins, as it were, you got a glowing cube, which is all CGI. You've got... Um, a lunchbox. Lunchbox. Pay, yeah. pay phones. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... A pager. I did like the gadgety goodness where she's uh, rewiring the phones to, to make the uh, call out for help. That was uh, pretty impressive. The the two-way pager that gets modified. I liked the, the work they did in storytelling that, why it looks like it does when Fury uses it at the end of uh, Infinity War. That's pretty slick. Yep, fit that in there well. Um, passable. I mean, I mean, nothing that that jumped out. I mean, there were a couple things that were above average, and there were a couple things that were just kind of not as good as they really should have been. But nothing for the most part that rocked the boat. It's all pretty okay. And you got your '90s flair, right? So yeah. the grunge era is as we've discussed it, right? So. Yeah. Um, I. So overall, I think that the uh, costumes and the guns and the phone were yeah were just fine. They were just fine. So in in out of a ten, just fine is like seven. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling. 
All right. So, you know, we were talking about uh, Aquaman when it came out. And one of the things about Aquaman is it jumped all over the place, locationally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that a lot in several of these newer films. Um, locations in Captain Marvel. You got, you know, the airfield from the historical flashbacks, the bar. You've got the starship. Cree home world. You the, got, the the base, the underground bunker base type yeah, thing. Yeah, you got the uh, fight throughout the city. You've got the orbital laboratory. You know, they, they had quite a few different locations yeah. on this. Um, whenever you're going to do this throwback kind of a movie, you're constantly trying to capture the essence of the time period you're in and then present your story within it. Um you know, hence the landing in the blockbuster and it having such a, a major visual impact being front and center. It's like, oh, there are still video stores in this movie. And it served its purpose. Um, I thought I was going to get more of kind of a geeky thrill out of that, especially considering I only really saw the, the, the trailer like once or twice. So I tried not to spoil myself too much so that I wouldn't lose it, but I didn't get it. I didn't get that kind of geeky, oh yeah, nostalgic kind of feel on this. Yeah. She think she kind of blasted uh, Arnold. Yeah, true lies. Cool. Yeah, yeah. In terms of choices, I think the locations made sense. I mean, they were good. The, uh, the whole um, chase scene where they're going through the city, I thought that was pretty solid. Yep. Um, that that ant- that was one of the questions I feel like that we had beforehand. Like, why does she have to hang off a bus or yeah. off a train? Yeah. She's got all these powers. She didn't need to hang off a train. Yeah. Uh, and we answered that question. So. Yeah, they definitely did that. That The space stuff was not exactly awe-inspiring, maybe. The, the one planet where all the scrolls were at and they kidnapped her was kind of plain you know yeah. the uh, scroll ship was kind of plain the the Cree the Cree homeworld whatever that planet's called um, that was pretty solid that was good the the cityscape let's call it or Hala. yes and then the steps going up and yeah that, that was pretty solid really cool. the laboratory was good Nothing jumped out at me in terms of either choosing where the action was going to take place or how it was rendered to us. That just amazed me. Yeah. It was all good. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was just fine. It was just fine. <laughs> so, uh, it seems like a broken record. But again, I think we're not going to linger too much here. It's just no. seven out of ten. Seven sounds solid. Terrific. All right, cinematography. This is where they take the stuff that's just fine and see what you do with it. How do we cut this together? How do we make this story make sense? Um, and and more of the CGI stuff exactly. built into here, too. Uh, you know, the scrolls changing. That was done well. That was well. That, that was good. The... The face masks were really solid. I liked that. They were they were good. I, I felt like they were 
how did I out of not out of place, but not as good as other things were. Have you seen any of the recent comic book representations? No, no, not 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 the representation of it, but the actual creation of ah, it. Okay, I, I just felt like you know it's. When we watched some like some movies and it's a completely CGI character, yeah, and some of that stuff is just awesome, and then some of it you're just like, well, the mouth doesn't move right and things don't move like. So there, there there's bad with uh, Justice League mustache, mm-hmm. and then there's pretty good with Thanos, and then there's like excellent with some creatures that are out there, and I can't really think off the top of my head. like some of the Black Panther stuff was like yeah. really good, you know, so. I just got when they put their masks on. It was they had the bodies, and that was cool. like their like their uniforms were still human, but their 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 heads were too CGI. Does that make sense? I guess I can see where you're coming from with that because I think um, there there's definitely it's I'm, I'm it's not it's inconsistent. Yes. Some of it is is really quite good, and some is not. Uh, like the the representation of the energy projection powers that Captain Marvel has, I was mildly concerned about because they really hadn't done anything like that. The closest you got was Iron Man. Iron Man, yep. Which it's not the same because you got kind of that pulse. You got the laser; it has its own feel. Captain Marvel stuff is none anywhere. It's like on par with how I would imagine Silver Surfer's power should look kind of a thing. And I, I figured they could really mess that up, and they didn't. They it didn't, looked fantastic. Didn't mess it up. I, I thought it looked really good. But like when it was the whole the whole body, and she's flying through space. Yeah. Oh, yeah that was okay. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, I, I I liked it a little more probably than you did on that. Um, the CGI de aging for uh, Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg. Sam Jackson just fine. Yeah, Clark Gregg, you really awful. Not, I hated that. That missed. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was bad. And I understand the need for it. It's in the past, and you can't really do it with makeup quite right um but i you gotta know when it's not working and do something they yeah. had to have known ahead of time and that was it was just it was not good and i have to wonder if maybe that's why he didn't have a larger part possibly they they saw that they just couldn't do it the same as samuel but I don't know. I mean, you you could tell in some scenes that Samuel L. Jackson had that de aging process, but his his solid, pretty seamless. I thought. I mean, there like I said, there was there were some times when it was maybe he had some practical in there too. Yeah, that 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 could be since he had so much more screen time. Maybe but. I would love to know how much was practical, and how much was CGI. Yeah. Because if it if it was a lot more CGI, it was it was well enough done that it just blended. And Clark Gregg definitely did not blend. They have the budget for Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> the budget for Clark. they did great with the cat. I really liked the cat. Yeah, because the cat was. I mean, you could tell when the cat was fake. You could tell. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I mean, the the the, the Flurkin uh, was fine. 
<laughs> so so you're a little more towards the middle on on most of it. I definitely disliked the bad more than you did and liked some of the other stuff more than you did. So it still ends up averaging out to yeah. It was, it was okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, it was just fine. <laughs> Back to probably about a, a 15 out of 20 on that. Um, I probably liked a little more than you did. I'm going to guess you're probably around a 13. I'll, I'll be generous. 14. 14? We'll do 14. All right. Plot and writing. This is where this is where it all comes down to every time. Always. What, was, was it good? Was it bad? Was there character development? Was there... Enough exposition was there? Um, whatever. Were, was the character? Were the characters being developed? Uh, I mean, did certain? Did they have to be? And by that I mean some of the characters we were already familiar with. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't need to know. We didn't need to have them developed. And they weren't going to change. Like, so, Ronan is Ronan. That's why he's in there for just a second. He didn't have any time to change. Didn't need to change. No. Um, the idea that you didn't get, um, what was his name? Von Rog? Yeah. Um, Jan, Jan Rog. Jan Rog, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his character, you didn't get a lot of background from his character. And part of the reason why you didn't want to was because of the big reveal, reveal at the end. Um, but everybody else is a true Cree, and he's not. Right, how they presented it, because everybody else is the blue screen, and he's the well, pink. Well, it's not quite how it works. Um, blue skin and and pink skin Cree are both fully Cree. It's it's not that simple. It's at least in the comics, it's not. They're they're both fully Cree. They're they're not half breeds. There are half breed Cree, but that doesn't mean anything. Your skin color is irrelevant. Oh, I thought that was a a point in that no no i mean they they mess mm. with the inhumans and cross cree and human dna all the time but uh yeah no there's 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 a whole segment of that uh around the time of the cree scroll war in the comic books if i'm remembering correctly it's a little fuzzy now but they they go into some more detail on what's going on that they do with a lot in the silver surfer comics that i read when i was younger uh yeah it's it's they're, they're just a different kind of Cree. Doesn't really mean anything. Okay. I thought there was something along the lines of how they were, whether it was a, a royalty thing or whether it was a, something. But I thought I read that somewhere. But I didn't read the comic, so I don't know any of the details. Okay, so that that then gets rid of needing any background for nah, that he, one he character. Really um, you know... The idea that you didn't get stuff from Brie Larson's, from Captain Marvel's character, made sense because you were supposed to get that as the movie progressed. I mean, there was enough development, but how much do you need? You know, in- you know, she, she had some change. Um, uh, Nick Fury had some advancement of character, which is nice. Clark Gregg had just a little bit. Uh, Coulson, I should say. Yeah. Had just a little bit of character development, just enough to matter. Um, I think there was enough character development. I, the plot, it was interesting. Um, my, a couple of people I've talked to were, were less than pleased with it because I think they didn't like that there was a real, not that there wasn't a clear bad guy. It was that even when you knew when the bad, knew who the bad guy was, it didn't feel like it was 
a big bad guy. It was just like, oh, it's just these warrior guys. They were doing their job. Like, I, you know what? I could feel. I could feel before I even went to the movie. I could feel that in in the previews for it, like we're we're overlooking something real blatant in this movie. That w- when they show the scene in the car, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, "Oh, so you're." Uh, what, what do you say? Something like so, noble warriors, or like something like that. And she's like, like noble warrior, whatever. And he and he kind of presents it as like, oh, okay. Like, there's always two sides to a war, right? Yeah. yeah. And I could see that before I even went into the movie. I'm like, this may not be a typical. Yeah, he's like, when is Jude Law going to turn into the bad guy? Like, when are we going to see him be the <laughs> quote bad guy? It was pretty, I thought, pretty blatant. Even though they didn't put it in your face, it kind of, I just seemed like it was too easy to see. Well, and I didn't mind it too much. I mean, no, it, it wasn't. Every other Marvel movie has a big bad guy for the most part that's a light, uh, you know, earth threatening. You know, just awful thing that's coming with with very few exceptions. Yeah. Uh, so having it not fall into that particular uh, category was nice, uh, even if it was kind of underdeveloped. I guess maybe that's my only complaint for it because I like where they were going with it, but I just don't think you got enough of a glimpse into the Cree society for it to have any sort of impact. Yeah. So. They are fighting all these wars. They touched on it briefly about how the accusers bombed the other planet, right? But you didn't get to, like, I don't know enough about the comics and the war, like, how the Kree are, why the Kree are, why they're fighting everybody, and why they're killing everybody. There's and, punks, basically. They think that they're superior. So, and... You, I feel like you get a little bit of that in how the actors portray themselves as yeah. you know being superior. So that like that, that that came across, but not really on a whole. No. And, then, and uh, you know, having the scrolls be the quote unquote good guys, like that, I was mildly. I don't know if I agreed with putting it that way, not unless they're going to do something more with the scrolls later, because the scrolls are not the good guys either. They're both awful yeah. in their own special way. The closest you can get to kind of an ally in the in the galactic side on the comics is maybe the Shi'ar. Uh, and even they, not really. Uh, it's, it's not as simple as that. There could have been so much... That they could have developed, but they chose instead to focus on the discovery angle of the story with Captain Marvel. What What is my history? What do I remember? But even that, it doesn't feel like they really completed anything. No. They, they, they touched on it. Here's some flashes of memories. I sort of remember this. Oh, this is the person that I looked up to. And then eventually she just remembers it. Okay. So... What is the point of this journey? It just it felt kind of was it contrived? Is that the right word? Um I don't know if if contrived is right, but formulaic. Yeah. Is that is that fair enough? I think that's fair enough. It just 
It was just fine. <laughs> it took something that could have been really, really impressive and made it okay. Yeah, my so my problem with the plot, okay, my problem with the plot, I think, hinges more on stuff that can't be controlled, per se, and it's the fact, and I don't know, I don't know if this is a fair criticism, it's the fact that this movie is completely out of place, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like, this movie... This movie was made because I feel like pressure to have a female-led character was there. Probably so, and rightly so. And I feel like this movie should have been made two years ago. And this character should have been in the fold in the mix two years ago. This whole... So, like, the Ant-Man movies are a little out of place. They introduce characters, and that's really about all they do in a certain sense. But the, the, the more recent one introduced... The quantum realm. Yeah. But they're com- almost completely, like, you, you don't feel like it's part of the Marvel universe. But you, you don't feel like it's part, but you know that it is. This, to me, just feels like an afterthought movie that got put in place that, they sh- like I said, they should have done it, like, two years ago. And now they're just filling up, a pl- like... A plot device with this movie, the movie itself is fine. the The timing of it is weird. The placement of it is weird. It's just it doesn't fit with how they've moved all the other movies and parts. In. Like it just feels off, off, just a little bit. And that's and again, like you said, it may not be a fair criticism. It may be. Once we see the rest of everything, maybe it will fit. And, and that's just it. It's like when we watched the trailers for it, there's a lot of questions that we had. Like, why why are we seeing this in this trailer for this movie? And then they were answered. Yeah. So maybe when Endgame comes around, we'll get some of those things kind of answered a little bit. Well, even if it doesn't happen, this, this movie has been so successful already. There's no way they're not going to make another one. Correct. I think there's a really good chance to expand, and the second movie, even if Endgame doesn't do it, will probably do enough to, to fix most of my issues with the first film uh, or completely ruin it either way. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but considering, again, that Marvel hasn't really had at least what I would call a dud in any of the ones that they've made in this grouping, I, I think it's highly unlikely that they'll mess it up. I think it will flesh things out and become better. I mean, a lot of people would have thought that, with, like with the first Thor movie, I loved the first Thor movie. Not necessarily because it was awesome plot-wise, but first of all, Kenneth Branagh, you know, you can't go wrong with Kenneth Branagh directing something that is very Shakespearean, which appeals to me greatly. I am in the minority, I think, for the most part, with that. Yeah, it's one of the more poor rated of the Marvel, of the MCU. Yeah, and I then say. and then they went to Dark World, and that didn't improve things for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people disliked that one even more than they didn't, you know, disliked it more than the first one. But then with Ragnarok, just there it is, and it's like okay, everything ties together. It's it's excellent now. Which, for me, I, I liked all three. Admittedly, Dark World 
not not huge fan of, but I, I, I appreciated all three movies. I, I might even say, well, I would say Captain Marvel was better than Dark World. Oh, yeah. 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 Easily. So, but we'll get there. <laughs> so, what do you think? Plot and writing. Out of 20, what does it get? Um, definitely the, the, the weakest of the subjects that we've had, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a complete... We've had a lot more things to rail on in other movies that we've watched yeah. than what we have for this one. Oh, yeah. And we might be nitpicking on some things. Definitely. Right? Um, um, like, they changed Marvel's character to a, a different type of scientist, you know, like, or how she got her powers. Like, they took liberties, Actually, you know. I, I like that change. I thought that was a good good move. It was so, smart. Yeah, like, like you, you can nitpick on those things. You can nitpick on the story because it's not true in a certain sense but i don't think that's that's the place to nitpick in this movie no, it's just no. it's just the story is kind of meh and the development is kind of so so and it's just out of place yeah i was able to annoy my wife quite greatly when uh when when we saw the film and i, I said I, I really enjoyed it and and she said it was it was amazing it's like no it was good so no it was amazing no, it it was good. It was better than Wonder Woman. <laughs> that made her so mad. It's like I know I'm comparing one female-led film to another, but I know that's why you're saying it's amazing, and it's going to touch everybody a little bit differently. Uh, obviously, uh, having a slightly different perspective from that, I'm, I'm sure it's skewing how I'm seeing things. But I, I will say this, and I will reiterate it: I am ecstatic that they made it. And I'm ecstatic that it is one of the best female-led comic book movies to have been made thus far. I would argue probably the best female-led comic book movie. They're just getting better each time they make one. I think they're finally figuring out that it does not matter. It should not matter. That you just take a good character and put it into a film, and it's good. Well, there's there's how many Marvel Movies. Uh, even if you're talking like the X-Men. Yeah. 50? 50? More than 50? And I, I how many give of you them a number, a, but... I'm how many of them are a true female-led character? So we, we know this one. This is it. There aren't any other ones. I mean, you'll, you'll see some Dark Phoenix coming up. Is that really... No. No, it's still an ensemble. Yeah. So... And was this, this wasn't an ensemble, but it did have a co-star with a face that's pretty strong, but that's helped that. I think that just helps. That just helps pull everything together. Yeah. No. So he did not outshine her in this film. No. Any stretch. No. And, and I think the thing is, like you said, they've made 50 male led superhero movies and this is the one. So they're 49 behind. Yeah. In showing how to deliver a true female-led character. So you, they'll just get better yeah. as they go. I, it, I I have faith that they will. Eventually, I am going to restore my, my points with the spouse and we'll watch one. I'm hoping it's going to be Black Widow. And I go, now that was a fantastic movie. Maybe, maybe Ms. Marvel. 
maybe Squirrel Girl. If they make a Squirrel Girl, I will burn down the movie theater. I uh, no, please no. That would be dope. No, uh, Ms. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel could be fun. That'd be more of like um. That would that be like a like a, like she's like a, a teenager. Yeah, she's a kid, and with some rather odd power combinations and some fun history that has been written for the character. Good character development. I mean, I I, I thought it looked kind of hokey at first, and I read into it. It's like, yeah, this is actually pretty solid. Um, but anyway, so, so plot and writing. Plot. What do you think? Out of 20. Gosh, a dozen? Baker's dozen? 13? Dozen. 12. 12. 12. 12. Okay. So... I think I'm going going to go 15 again. I mean, no, no, that's too much. 14 is probably closer. Um, it's it's good enough. Mm-hmm. It's a little weak in spots, but uh, all right. Bonus points. What's what's my total? <laughs> what's your total? Haven't you been keeping track? Um, I'm probably pretty close to 70. If I had to guess. You're at 73 right now. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And we didn't even talk about the... Um, the cube? The thing. The that's coupling? The the cube that's the... The gem. The yeah, the cosmic cube. Yeah. The Tesseract. Tesseract, yes, as they call it in the MCU. Eh, it's a cosmic cube. The like that's where the I had to go back and think about the trail of where that was. Yeah, it still fits. And and that fits. Yeah. yeah. I I had to think about that for a second. I was like, oh, well There's a good chance that they could have really messed up the uh the timeline, but I, I don't think they did. I didn't see anything anyway. Yeah, how cause uh Howard Stark had it. After Captain America. Yeah. And then it, obviously, because he was with S.H.I.E.L.D., it ended up with S.H.I.E.L.D. And in the movies, it just showed up in the first Avengers. But it also worked with Pegasus, which is how Pegasus got a hold of it. Yes. Yeah. So, it it all fit. But that that was a weird, so like, we yeah, we didn't even talk about like that. That's really, she didn't get her power. Pegasus? It was Pegasus, yeah. I think. They didn't, they didn't get her powers from... Cree, technically, technically, they get they got it from the Tesseract. Well, that's where she got her power. Not from. exactly. Didn't technically get it from the Tesseract either. Got it, it was, from the engine that was getting its powers from the Tesseract, but it was the engine that gave her the power. Yes, which was Cree technology. Yeah. So they so they, they were, works. and then they they named. Um, he changed it from the the whatever protocol to the Avengers. Because yeah. they saw the picture and she, like the protector protocol or yeah. some such, yeah. So she was Carol Avenger Danvers. I thought that was kind of unnecessary, but okay, yeah, sure. And, and then what? I, what I don't think you notice too much because they don't emphasize it too much is that the the other the the other pilot her her actual name her pilot name is Photon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's highlighted that much anywhere in that movie, but not I think, really. But if but you, you see attention. it, so yeah. that's that's why people are kind of thinking like, oh well, shoot, man. This so, um, I'll, I'll give 
one bonus point just for the actual presentation of some of the other things from the shared universe. I want to give one point, mainly because um, they had a deep cut in there. Uh, they mentioned the name of the spy that they were looking for. His name was Solar. Uh, Solar is actually a character in the comic books. And if I'm remembering correctly, and I could be wrong on this because it's after midnight while we're recording and I'm starting to get a little loopy. Mm. Um, but if I remember correctly, he becomes the Aquarian in, in the comic books, like this, this hippie kind of character who's... Uh, the, the character wasn't originally Cree, uh, if I'm remembering. Uh, Draxian, Tyraxian, I don't know, something like that. And uh, his whole thing is he negates powers and everybody floats around him. So he's like the, the perfect kind of hippie guru kind of character, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but then again, I could be misremembering. I know Solar is a character and I just could be uh, imagining and drawing connections where there aren't anymore as, as I'm aging and deteriorating. There was a nice, the so the Stan Lee uh, oh, cameo. That was, that was really nice. Was uh, classy, right? The you know, Kevin Smith shout out, yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. I'm gonna switch my plus one to that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty slick. Yeah. Well, then that brings you to a solid 74, and a 74 is just fine. Just fine. <laughs> and that yep. puts me at 78 on this one, which is slightly better. Just fine. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. But uh, well, what did you guys think? What, what, what did you react? Was it the best film ever? Are we completely off base? Are we crazy? Are we just looking at it through a prism of being... Just a bunch of jerk faces is what we are. Something like that. Or do you agree with us? Was it, was it, it was okay. Uh, you should let us know. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, we are at Real Pudding Guys, and that is the only place where Real Pudding Guys is on Twitter because everywhere else we're just... Pudding guys. Pudding guys, yes. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the web. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You will soon find us on Twitch. And I mean, you can find us there right now. Wait a second. This is not going to be posted. Mm, that won't work. <laughs> I mean, you would be our first true viewer if you happen to watch us but we, we could put clips up you yeah. can put clips on we'll put some clips you know something like that so we'll have some fun stuff all right well until next time we'll see you <laughs>